Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 117. Exciting news for all the listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio. We've partnered with Audible to bring you the audio version of Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and in Life. My 11-time international bestseller is now available on audio version absolutely for free. Go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash unstoppable. And when you register for an absolutely free trial of Audible, you're going to get your version for free. Go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash unstoppable to get your free copy of the audiobook today. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have with me here today, Paul Romando. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Super excited to have you here. So I want to tell the guests a little bit about you and then we'll dive right in. So just so that you guys know, I am lucky enough to snag Paul from across the world today. He is Australia's fastest growing authority on digital growth hacking and marketing. He's a sought after keynote speaker and the CEO at Romando Media, a boutique digital studio that transforms awareness into evangelism through strategically executed digital experiences. Paul considers a smartphone an extension of his forearm and his digital presence an extension of his psyche. As a digital growth hacker, Paul prides himself in his ability to connect brands with their consumers by mapping out his campaigns to tomorrow's digital consumption behaviors. I cannot wait to talk about this. Paul has spent the last decade of his life actioning digital and social marketing strategies for both national and global brands operating within Australia, including Porsche, Red Bull, Choice Hotels, Burrell, Australian Sports Nutrition. And during this time, Paul's campaigns have consistently achieved insane results and return on investment, including a campaign that spent $16,000 and netted over $250,000 in just 32 days. Paul teaches marketers, entrepreneurs, and startups advanced digital marketing strategies through his website, paulromando.com, and his work has been featured by industry authorities such as Social Media Examiner, Social Media Today, and Social Media Explorer. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. You got through that so well. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, you're hitting it hard out there. So uh, just thrilled that we could get you on the show. So first of all, let's talk about for you, what sparked your enthusiasm and obsession with helping business owners make money utilizing digital media? I think it all started, um, so when I was 19 or probably 18, I was... uh, I was what would you, you would consider as a bit of an emo kid, not in terms of uh, the depressed way, but I was really into like my alternative music and my pop punk. I used to have a fringe eyeliner and basically was super into the music scene and started an event management company um, with some friends. And we were basically faced with this issue. It was like, so it's like circa 2008, right? So MySpace is still huge. And, we'll f- and Facebook was just kind of like, especially in Australia, Facebook was just becoming like a new thing. Now we were faced with this issue. It's like, how do we get people to walk through our doors and buy our tickets to our local shows, right? Because we're doing shows to maybe 20 to 50 kids, right? And basically, like, our options were pretty much to advertise in one of two, like, local, like, newspaper magazines, like, music newspaper magazines. Mm -hmm. Uh, One was Drum, called Drum Media, one was called Express. Basically, the costs of that were, like, $300 to $350. And it was just silly because our target market were consuming this content, these, these 
free, they were free, free newspapers, but they were consuming them less and less. And the advertising or the cost of advertising was still the same, right? So we basically worked out that, well, instead of paying $300 or $350 for like a full page, you know, middle of magazine um, newspaper spread, uh, we can just go on MySpace and Tumblr and Facebook and connect with our target market for free. And we did that. So we dumped, we like dumped our traditional media strategy, just got rid of it and just went all in on Tumblr, Facebook and MySpace back in 2008. And that's kind of where it all started for me. I was like, oh my God, like this is so good. Like not only do I enjoy using the platforms as a user, but we're actually mapping our um, advertising to consumption patterns of our target market. And this was like circa 2008 and Facebook when you would get like the most silly amount of organic reach. Like it's silly how much organic reach you get. But it was like, this is crazy. Like we're not paying any money. People love our marketing. And we started selling out shows like No Tomorrow. And for me, that's where it all started. Um, And I've kind of like just gone down that um, that path uh, to the nth degree over the past decade. And I'm just trying to do the same um, albeit different execution and different strategies evolved, but I'm trying to do it for as many um, entrepreneurs and business owners and brands as possible so they can kind of get that return on investment um, from their digital marketing. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's great. And, you know, so I think the thing with digital marketing is I mo- I think that most small business owners understand the power of digital marketing, but I think where the disconnect is is how to actually master digital marketing and how to create a system in your business that's manageable for you as a business owner uh, with all the other things that you're doing every single day. Can you kind of break that down for people a little bit in terms of, you know, how do you keep up? How do you get a system in place? I mean, obviously, I know from my business that, you know, a lot of the heavy lifting is in kind of the setup process um, and, and kind of getting things uh, initially laid into place. And then it's a lot of kind of the maintenance and the tweaks and the testing from there. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you are you are very right in saying that a lot of the heavy lifting is done in the setup process. Um, I would actually also go a step further and say like before this setup can even begin, I think it's um, a lot of the, uh, the planning and the strategy um, before you even start executing is extremely, extremely important. And I think uh, in terms of, you know, small businesses, what that looks like is really going to differ. Uh, and my advice is, you know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not cookie cutter in terms of uh, – the size of your business like will dictate how I think you should go start and go out um, and go about doing your digital marketing. So, I mean, if you're like a one-man band, solopreneur, or if you've you know got like one or two people and you've got kind of really tight cash flow issues, then um, and you know if you're time poor as well, then that's just unfortunate. <laughs> but I mean, if you've got really tight cash flow issues, it may be worth um, trying to do a bit of it yourself because. I remember when I first started out and started my company, like cash was super tight. And despite the fact that I've got a lot of experience in digital marketing, I know that um, I took it upon myself to uh, trade time working on weekends, working, you know, getting up really early at 4.30 in the morning to work before work, working after work to do stuff that I wasn't necessarily overly skilled in, but I needed to do myself because I needed the return from that uh, investment in terms of time. I couldn't afford to pay someone to do it. Now, if you're not struggling and cash flow is not too much of an issue or you've got a bit of cash to invest in this side of the business, then the best thing I can recommend doing is uh, speaking to a professional, either just for a general kind of strategy session to kind of open your mind um, to what's possible or, um, you know, start to build a relationship 
and it can actually execute this stuff for you so you can get a wicked return on investment when you start and when you actually start that setup phase. Yeah. Okay. No, great. Great. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about where the puck is going with digital marketing. I mean, obviously video, live video has blown up, you know, and, and, you know, obviously everyone has really moved to their phones for almost everything that they do these days. How is that impacting or driving kind of where you're leading your clients and, and what you're doing um, with the businesses that you're trying to help in the digital realm? Yeah, for sure. So again, and this this, uh, this advice isn't cookie cutter, but it's I guess in terms of the general industry and in terms of what we're seeing, um, like you said, live video is huge. What's actually really interesting with live video, and if anyone that's listening is trying to get started with live video, like if you do live video on Facebook, because Facebook are pretty much trying to establish their platform as the you know live video platform. And if you're trying to do live video on Facebook and you have a Facebook page, because it's now open to everyone, right? Live video started with uh, Facebook Mentions, which was an app that was only for uh, influencers or people that had the shiny little blue tick, like people like of celebrity or public profile status. But now everyone can do it on your pages as well. And if you're trying to do live video, do it on Facebook because you'll be absolutely insanely blown away by how much organic reach you're getting. Like to bring this full 60 in terms of how much organic reach I was getting on Facebook back in 2008 when I was advertising um, and promoting my local shows with an event management company and that was all happening for free. What we're seeing with Facebook Live now is akin to what I was seeing with promotion of just normal text and photo posts back in Facebook in 2008. Because Facebook wants you to be doing live video. They really, really want you to be doing live video. And you'll be absolutely mind blown in terms of how much free reach that reach that you would probably like reasonably pay hundreds of dollars for if in paid ads. And you'll get that for free if you're using and executing Facebook Live. So that's a really, really massive thing at the moment. Um, the other massive thing is Snapchat. Like I'm super, 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 I've always been super into Snapchat. And um, I've only recently gotten into it for marketing and business purposes. And in terms of a way to, I guess, brand yourself and provide, um, I guess, capitalize on the element of voyeurism, which is very, very innate to the Snapchat DNA and the Snapchat platform. It is an amazing tool that allows you, um, you know, as a professional or as a business owner or you know, even as a business to brand yourself and personify your brand and give everyone that's following you a wicked, wicked insight to what actually goes on in, into your everyday life from a very, very unfiltered point of view. Hmm. Interesting. Fascinating. I have just gotten started on Periscope, just gotten started on Facebook Live, have not even touched uh, Snapchat, still don't even really understand it or get it. Um, so for people like me that haven't even gone there yet, like, what's the deal with Snapchat? Like, wh- I-, I know it's blowing up. I know a lot of people are now leveraging it for their business. What makes it unique? Why is it important? Why should people consider like placing resources from a marketing standpoint, you know, there? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I think the most important thing um, with both with I think and we're seeing this with both live video and also with um, with Snapchat is the level of attention that people have on the platform is unparalleled and unsurpassed relative to every other social platform at the moment with the excuse of Pokemon Go because that has just absolutely blown my mind. Quick tangent, uh, Pokemon Go, if anyone's playing at home, has pretty much uh, within a week of launching, it launched last week, and with a w- within a week of launching, it surpassed Twitter in terms of daily active mm-hmm. users, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, 
get, get back to Snapchat and live video. Um, so basically with Snapchat and live video, the reason it's so important, the reason you should definitely be on those platforms is because the attention is there. Live video is super, super, um, you know, attention grabbing because it's actually happening now, right? So like you have the ability to interact with say an influencer or your favorite brand or your favorite business um, live, they, they'll get the message and they can reply to you via video in real time. And I think that's really cool. I think it also, if you're going to be strategic about it, it presents a lot of really, really awesome opportunities for you to kind of play, uh, play with the abilities of live video and I guess leverage it for your business growth or for your brand growth. With Snapchat, Snapchat's also really great, like I said, because of the attention, everyone's on it. Um, it's also very real. So because Snapchat's kind of with the exception of their new moments feature or they're basically where you, you save um, memories um, to your, sorry, memories feature where they, you save memories to your snaps. Basically, Snapchat's really live and it's really real. So it removes the whole vetting process mm -hmm. and it removes the kind of production process that right. a lot of people uh, put into their social media, whether it be socially, whether it be socially or whether it be, um, you know, for business. And funnily enough, that's one of the reasons why a lot of actually just dominating on Snapchat and also the reason why a lot of people are really scared of it because they yeah. don't have the ability to put a lot of time to constructing it. They don't have control over it. Um, a lot of people don't like the idea that you can't link out to websites, like direct, you know, link out to websites. And I, where people see the weaknesses in the platform or they get scared by what's happening with Snapchat, I'm like, that's wicked. Like that's such a cool, unique opportunity. And the fact that people love the platform is even better because that's where the attention is. And honestly, at the end of the day, like you really need to be putting your marketing out wherever your audience and wherever your target market is spending their time. Because despite the fact that like you enjoy, you might enjoy, uh, I don't know, advertising on Twitter or marketing on Facebook or let's go even older school, like running TV commercials or, you know, advertising on the radio, despite the fact that you want to do that or that you're romantic with doing that, if your users and your target market are on a platform that you don't know anything about and you're trying to succeed in business, then in my mind, you need to go and get on that platform, learn how to use it and then start marketing on it because that's where your users are and they're not on the platforms that you want to be marketing on. Right. Right. No, that, that makes total sense. And, and I completely agree. So let me ask you this, Paul, in terms of how you're working with your clients, and I'm sure obviously that it's customized and each is a little bit different, but where are you most excited about having your customers advertise these days? Are you, are you working most heavily with Facebook ads or are you focusing people's energy elsewhere? Like what would you consider the thing that, um, you know, you're seeing the best return on investment for your clientele at this point. For sure. I mean, Facebook's my jam, right? I love Facebook. Facebook's like the best, like like hands down the best, or Facebook and Instagram, like the hybrid of the two, uh, are the best advertising marketing platform that we've ever seen ever in the history of the world, period. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of data. I mean, I think there's um, over 1 million data points on every single, Facebook has over 1 million data points on every single user. Right. that they have on the platform, which is crazy. And when you learn how and you understand how to um, use the ad platform uh, in the background, it's actually insane what you're able to do and how granular you are able to target uh, your audience. And yeah, I mean, I, I just love Facebook and Instagram, the hybrid of the two as a, um, you know, as a advertising, branding, uh, marketing machine and mechanism for my clients. And that's where I'm seeing some of the greatest returns um, across the board with all of my clients.
Yeah, definitely. And that's super exciting to hear because I think, you know, obviously um, one of the biggest complaints that we always hear from people is, you know, with all the changes that take place in Facebook. I know for me, Facebook has definitely been my biggest source of clients over the last, you know, four plus years um, in, in my business. And, you know, I think there's still obviously massive opportunity there. But I do think that it does require a little bit more, you know, skill and a little bit more focus and attention than it did in the past because, you you know, I remember when I first started marketing my business on on Facebook, I was getting clients every week from organic traffic for free. Yep, yep, um, yep. And it was absolutely insane. And then obviously, you know, that has changed and it's continuing continuing to change. And that's why I kind of asked one of those questions at the beginning of the interview about, you know, how do you recommend that business owners kind of keep on top of the changes and learn to leverage those changes utilizing Facebook versus getting kind of caught up in the fact that there is always going to be changes and that's not going to stop that's going to continue and there there will be additional complexities and and nuances in order to be successful on the platform yeah for sure so I just missed a bit of that because you but uh the question was how do you stay up to date with what's happening out in the world on social while still I didn't catch the last bit of the question, yeah, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's okay. So definitely. So, you know, yes, staying up to date with the changes that are happening on Facebook and, and really leveraging that opportunity. Like I think personally as it gets more complex and as anything gets more difficult, you know, a lot of kind of the, the you know, less committed people will fall off, right? Like they'll spend their little bit of budget that they have. But if you're really committed and you really learn how to leverage the platform, you can make a killing. Um, how do you recommend that people best stay on top of these changes and learn how to leverage them versus kind of swinging the pendulum the other side of maybe giving up or, you know, not really investing their, their advertising dollars there because they're struggling to keep up with the changes or learn how to leverage it correctly. For sure, for sure. So I think there's a few things you can do. And I think um, the first question that you really need to ask yourself is, I mean, if you're generating a really good or decent return or you see the potential for you to generate a decent return from, say, advertising on Facebook or any platform for that matter, then... You, I feel like you need to ask yourself one of two things. Am I willing to put in the work to do it myself? And if I can do that, then can I schedule that into my day without it, you know, without that time cannibalizing everything else I have to do in my business? And if the answer to that question is no, can you, then you have to ask yourself, well, can I afford to outsource this or employ a professional to do it for me that I can trust that's going to get me the results and then I'm going to pay X amount of dollars and X amount of money to, uh, in terms of media spend to Facebook each month and I know it's just going to be handled because if you can put that lead generation process and outsource it and put it on autopilot or you know, if you've got an e-commerce store and you can outsource you know, the tr traffic driving and sales uh, and automate that, then that's the dream, right? Um, in terms of staying up to date with the changes and everything that's happening, whether it be on Facebook or Snapchat or live video, I mean, my, my two cents are, are this. Like, you can do one of two things. Um, one, you can, you know, you can read blogs. You, can, you know, in the same way you get up in the morning and you might read the paper, if you still do that, like, and drink your coffee, like, go maybe, you know, get up in the morning, maybe read a bit of the paper your morning routine is and then also hop on a few blogs right hop on socialmediaexaminer.com hop on socialmediatoday.com hop on mashable social media um consume that content these blog articles are like two to three minutes so they're super easy to read and consume um do that but i mean personally i've kind of gone away from uh, i mean i still read the headlines and i still look at things every now and then in terms of uh what interests me when i see articles in that nature 
But for me, I've just gone kind of just full in on just using the platform and working it out for myself. And again, I understand this is what I do for a living, so I can afford to do that and I love it, so that's okay. And that might not be for everyone, but honestly, if you want to stay up to date with the changes with everything that's happening, whether it be on Facebook or any other platform, then realistically, you need to be using it. And whether you're using it, you know, religiously for um, – you know, for yourself personally in terms of a social thing with your friends and experimenting with socially and then taking those lessons and applying to business or doing in reverse and just kind of learning as you go with the business side of things. They're both okay because they both mean that you're using your platform and actually using it as a user as opposed to kind of just reading about using it because there's a very, in my mind, there's a very, very big difference between conventionally understanding or conceptually understanding how to use something and then actually using something. It's kind of like, oh, I before I could drive a car. Oh, I understand how my right. mom and dad dr- drive a car, right? Like I, right. I get it. Like I think I know what to do if like I was put behind the wheel. But realistically, like I've never driven a car before and it wasn't until I learned that I was confident in being able to do it without crashing or hurting anyone in the process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think, you know, unfortunately, Facebook is just like everything else in business, which basically comes down to the fact that, yes, you can consume knowledge about Facebook by reading blogs and observing other people and and studying and all of that. But until you get in there and you start testing and testing and testing and, you know, really tweaking and learning how to finesse something that's already running and you're willing to actually invest in, in learning through doing, there's really not much you can do with it you know that that's that's so true that's so true and like it's fun as well right i mean i'm a bit of a geek i'm actually i'm a lie lie i'm a huge digital marketing geek so i'm like yo it's fun like it's kind of fun right like there's it's social like you're interacting with people um you can make pretty images like you can make pretty videos like you can test stuff in your mind you're like oh maybe my target market like might like this or maybe i'm just talking to my target market today and that's you know quote marketing unquote right so you know it's nothing to be scared of and it can be really really fun yeah yeah definitely I think it's it's the same as many other things where you you do have to push through the frustration of the testing and the tweezing and the investment that it takes to get to that point but once you do absolutely it, it opens up the floodgates for sure um, now I would like to ask you some questions Paul around you know so we have all different kinds of business owners listening we have people that run brick and mortar shops we have online businesses we have offline businesses we have new entrepreneurs we have advanced entrepreneurs um, some people that are doing Facebook marketing, some people that uh, haven't even touched it. So break down for our listeners, those that are not doing Facebook marketing currently, if they were to put, you know, one funnel in place just to get in the Facebook marketing game to start generating leads and then begin to, you know, convert those leads into paying customers, you know, I I would love to hear what you're seeing as most effective in terms of what that funnel looks like right now. You know, I know obviously right now we're doing some testing in terms of, you know, advertising the webinar and selling people directly into the webinar and kind of comparing and contrasting that versus starting with the ad that's just the lead generation tool, but then retargeting those people for the webinar later. Do you have thoughts on that? Can you speak a little bit to, you know, for our listeners, what do you recommend they start with if they're just going to get started with, you know, one funnel to get in the game? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, I think the best, the most easiest, the most basic and like like lowest barrier to entry funnel uh, that you can create for your business, which you can actually probably already do with content that you've already got. So if you're, if you're a small business and you're trying to build like a bit of a lead gen funnel, 
uh, like one of the best things you can do, and you've been blogging, sorry, um, you can basically take one of your blogs, right, and take your most successful blog and then push it out to your target audience over Facebook. So you do some split testing, work out, you know, play with different titles, play with different images, work out which ones, um, let's say you have uh, an ad set, that you're, a few ad sets you're targeting to a few different archetypes of customers, and then within those ad sets, you've got uh, three or four different versions of um, that same ad promoting that same blog article. And they may that ad may have different images, it may have different image colors, it may have different call to actions, may have a different headline. Basically, you split, te split test on an ad level and split test on an ad set level to work out how you're gonna be able to get the lowest cost per click or the lowest or you know the lowest cost per thousand impressions to drive the most traffic and most qualified traffic to your website. So that'd be the first thing. And you can take that, like I said, with a blog article you've already got, like your most successful one. So now we've got traffic going to your website. Traffic gets to your website. Now they're going to consume your blog article. Within the blog article, I definitely recommend having some related um, lead magnet built into either natively built into the uh, blog article itself. So not a pop-up, but actually like embedded uh, maybe through like a, say a Johnson box and you can Google what the Johnson box is. Basically, it's just a small piece of HTML which makes something stand out. If you're using WordPress or you know your website has the ability to embed um, you know, a call to action lead magnet, then you can do that as well. Um, basically, have the lead magnet, make sure it's relevant to whatever the content is that you're talking about in your web. And then, um, then what I would do is you have your Facebook pixel installed on that landing page or on that blog article, sorry. And for the people that don't actually opt into your lead magnet, that because remember, you're not trying to get them to opt in direct to your lead magnet. Like you're just driving traffic with your most profitable, um, so most successful blog article. So for the people that uh, have actually opted into the lead magnet, you would exclude those people from being marketed to in the future. And everyone else that hasn't opted into the lead magnet, you could then retarget those people on Facebook with the lead magnet. Right, yeah. so with the lead magnet, but you're not actually targeting the people that have already got it, so it's not in, it's not inefficient. And you're not spamming, or you're not you're not annoying people that have already got the lead magnet. You're just retargeting people that have shown interest in the article, but for whatever reason they didn't get the lead magnet. And again, with that retargeting, I do the whole process of split testing over again. And then once you can get them onto your list, um, and you, just a quick rewind, you don't have to put that first step in place with the blog article. You could go direct to your cold audience or to your existing audience on Facebook and try and convert them into email subscribers through offering a lead magnet. Just needs to make sure that your lead magnet is relevant and relevancy is the actual key, right? Um, once you've got them on your list, it's pretty much a process of um, putting them through, you know, a few automated emails if you want. If you've got an e and if you've got an email funnel set up, uh, which eventually guide your prospect in a non-invasive way towards actually purchasing your product, whether it be, um, you know, like a really cheap uh, $15 ebook or whether it be something more expensive in the e-commerce side of things. Uh, whatever it is, make sure that the path and the content, the blog magnet, the emails they receive, you know, provide a lot of value, are non-invasive, are not like, you know, buy, buy all my stuff right now, buy it now. Build a relationship first. Use that process to build that relationship. And then, you know, maybe after 30, 45, 60 days, you're like, oh, hey, I don't notice you've been like opening up all my emails related to topic X or topic A. Um, I've actually got this really cool product that you might really, really enjoy. If you're interested, click here to check it out. And honestly, like if you build a relationship, you build that authority and you build that trust and you haven't tried to like close them on the first day, guarantee you, you'll see a massive, massive increase in your conversion rate by going through a process, a very basic, basic, and that's a basic funnel 
uh, process like that as opposed to basically hopping onto Facebook and being like, buy all my stuff now. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you're looking at the lifetime value of the customer. You're trying to build a relationship with someone that's going to spend ultimately multi-thousand dollars with you, you know, so it's not about stressing about that first, you know, small sale, but really how are you going to get them three years, five years, forever to keep opening your emails and, and, you know, ultimately, you know, make that bigger purchase. So I love that. That breaks it down really simply for people. So thank you. You're welcome. And the relationship, sorry, yeah, the relationship is key. Like it's so, so important. Yeah, no, definitely. So are you doing a lot with tripwires like on thank you pages or are you waiting most times until later in the funnel to use tripwires or are you doing both? Like what kind of trend are you seeing out there with those? I take a bit of a different approach to tripwires. I don't really, and this is just me speaking, this is my personal opinion, so this is not gospel by any means, but I don't like the idea of, like I conventionally understand the process and I understand the fundamentals, but I don't like the idea of basically um, having a a complete upsell process which uh, basically starts the second you opt into a lead magnet, right? Right. So if you opt into a lead magnet, you download the lead magnet. It's like, oh, well, thank you. By the way, here's my tripwire, boom. And then you like you get the tripwire. It's like, oh, thanks for purchasing my tripwire. You should actually buy my core offer. And it's kind of like, well, no, like you can't. Wait a minute. I don't, I, I, yeah, just just chill, just chill out. You know, yeah. like that's that's too much. And it kind of defeats. I think it's kind of a bit ironic and it's self defeating in the sense that like you want to build a relationship, but just because someone's opted into a lead magnet doesn't necessarily mean they're ready to um, you know buy your tripwire or then. Just because they bought your trip where it doesn't mean they're ready to go and actually push, purchase your core offer, especially if they're doing – if the funnel's been set up in a way which you literally could cycle through all those five steps, right, or four steps or whatever it is in the space of like 10 minutes. Because right. if you go, right. you know, lead mag, lead mag, or you read a blog article, then lead magnet, then you get the trip wire, and then you get presented with the core offer. Like that's not building a relationship. We exactly. just met, and you're trying to ask me to marry you. Like, yo, that's that's a bit too fast for me. So the way I take it is. And again, this is very, this is very, um, you know, I'll use my personal brand, for example, like the way I take it, my personal brand is I'm super focused on, um, on the, the relationship side of things. Like I'm, brand is everything in my mind and providing value and just not being sleazy and not basically treating, not, I don't look at like, I never look at any of my like clients or anyone that I help as like a walking wallet. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like value first help first and then eventually like if they you know because the stuff that I build and the products that I have they're baller right I'm not going to say they're not but I'm not going to offer them to people until they've actually gotten a lot of like so much free value out of me that it's actually silly because like you said before customer lifetime value from a business perspective is 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 it right like that is the end game and I would rather you know spend a lot of time building content for free you go on my website like and this is not a plug but like if you go on my website if you go to people that look like me's websites you'll see so much value-packed content. And I just look at my own journey in terms of how I learned about all of this stuff and how I was able to get to where I am now. And honestly, it all started with me consuming, you know, long-form content blog posts that was super packed and full of value. And, you know, it took, I've actually looked at some of the people that I've been following for, you know, maybe six, seven, eight years now. And the actual, the road to return on investment, and this is a very, very long road, but I was like a free kind of lurker, like window shop maybe six years on some of um, some of the people's content that I consume and that I follow. Six years I was lurking for. Just I was on their list. I was reading their emails. I was, 
you know, consuming all their content, reading all their blog articles, been through their whole website. And it actually took six years until they made about 500 to to $1,000 out of me. And I was happy to give them that money when I eventually got there. But the thing was, I was happy lurking until I got to that point. So if you're not playing the long game and you're kind of just like being impatient, like honestly, like I understand that you need to make sales today. And especially if the price point uh, of your product is high, you may need to wait longer, but it works. Like, Right. It works, and I still follow these these um, these people that I follow. I still learn from them, and I still love their content because I have a, I feel like I have a relationship with them. I've now met a lot of them in real life. You know, it's really really cool. I respect them, and I think if you can build that kind, of, that's a real relationship in my mind. Like if you can build that for your business because it's totally doable, then I think you'll win. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I'm really, really excited to hear you share that because I think that a lot of times, you know, small business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, they they get in the game and they think that if something isn't working immediately or they're not seeing that instant gratification, that it's not working. And, you know, many times I have people that join my programs that, you know, um, buy a course of mine or, or join a coaching program and they say, I've been following you for three years. I've been reading your newsletters for three years I've been watching you on Facebook for you know years or I'll look at someone and I'll look when they came in my funnel and they came to one of my webinars like years ago you know but then when they do finally make the purchase they're not making a $30 ebook purchase they're making a multi-thousand dollar coaching investment and I think that's yep. the difference in what you're describing here Paul is like looking at the long game and you know investing and in putting that value out and being patient allowing it to like mature and come to fruition that's correct but then when it does like the value is there right and and yeah absolutely and i think i think uh i think just waiting is so important but i also think that you have to be very um i guess self-aware you have to be very kind of open and understanding of like what your skill sets are what you're really strong in and whether what you're actually putting out there is actually legit right so i constantly constantly audit myself and i constantly speak to and this is why having a really really great network of peers friends and also people that are you know absolutely happy to call you out if you're if you're a bit delusional about whatever you're doing i think that's why it's so important because they are the people that you can basically go to and be like yo i'm thinking of doing this i built this iteration i've tried testing with this these have been my results what do you think and getting that no bullshit response from them and non audited like i'm not going to like pander to your feelings, I'm actually going to tell you like a real talk, like, because I care about you and I want you to succeed. I think that is really important so because true. you can, right? Because, you know, you could go out and you could be creating content for say, let's say three years and you could make no sales or you could make like a few sales. And if you don't have anyone and you're thinking like, yo, I'm playing the long game, like I'm going to, it's going to make it, I'm going to make it eventually one day a year. It's going to be awesome. But if you like, if your products actually sucks, yes. Like, or the, or the content is just not being presented in a way that anyone is interested. Like it's just not speaking to Correct. what's on people's minds right now. Correct. So I think playing the long game and then building, you know, building a very safe environment of people that are actually know that they, you know, that you give permission to to not pat you on the back and actually like because I mean that's death, right? People pandering to your emotions and not wanting to hurt your feelings. Like this is business. Like right. I understand. Like I'm all about being nice in business. Like I'm one of the nicest dudes ever. Like my whole thing is like don't be a dick. Like that's my mantra in business. But honestly, like I think being a dick actually comes in place like when you are 
lying to people and kind of be like, oh yeah, that's really good, bro. Like, I love what you're doing. When realistically, if you don't feel that and you don't think that and you think there's flaws in one of your friends or peers, like business plans or products, then it's your responsibility as their friend, in my mind, to call them out on that because that's how you grow. That's how you become, um, you know, more established. That's how you become more professional. That's how you develop and that's how you actually, you know, achieve in business by continually iterating and optimizing and taking that feedback and improving upon yourself as opposed to, I guess, writing out the status quo and then being like, oh, it's not nothing selling. My business is really, really screwed. I don't understand what to do. That's it. Why didn't anyone tell me this yeah. sooner? Now, cover your blind spot. I say it all the time. That's cover it. your blind that's spot. It. Get it. in a mastermind. Get a coach. Get a mentor. Find someone that's further than you are. That's where you want to be. Cover your blind spot, or you could go out of business so trying. Right? Yep. And people will help you. Like I, like people will help you. You'd be so surprised, like, to hit people up that are you know further along the journey than you, and just hit them up, and you'll be surprised as to how many people will hit you back and be more than willing to help you because they were in your shoes. Like it sounds so cliche, but honestly, like everyone starts somewhere, and they were in your shoes before. So true, absolutely. This has been incredible, Paul. I love every single thing that you shared today. I know people just got incredible value out of this. Any final note that you wanna leave our audience with before we talk to them a little bit about your website and your services and where they can get in touch with you? Um, no, no, I was, that was literally what I was going to bridge into, but if we're going to get into that now, then that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I know after listening to this, there's some people saying to themselves, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. I know I need to take my business online. I've got to get started advertising. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about your website, your services, and the best way for people to reach out if they want to get your help. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, we talked about funnels. We talked about building a basic funnel in this chat. Um, I've got a free video course. Uh, on my website, completely free. Uh, it's just a very basic opt-in, like first name, email address, and then you get a full video course. Uh, it's one and a half hours plus. Um, it's called Facebook Funnels 101. You can find it at paulramondo.com forward slash Facebook dash funnels dash 101. I'll give you the link after this chat and people can find it in the description uh, in the show notes. And check that out because it'll teach you literally how to do the funnel that I was talking about earlier. Uh, super simply and it, this it'll work like even if you have no experience in doing you know development or building websites or you know you don't really know what's going on like it'll teach you the birds and the bees of how funnels work teach you the basic theory teach you how to install a facebook pixel teach you how to do all that fun stuff and um you know all i'm asking in return is for a first name and email address and fun fact full disclosure by giving me that you'll get into my funnel Beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. Paul, this was awesome. So guys, listen, put your money where your mouth is. Invest in visibility for your business. Don't be afraid to get in the game. Digital marketing is where it's at. It's going to be the fastest, easiest way to build your brand if you invest in learning it the right way. And Paul is offering an awesome resource to help you get started. So take advantage of that. Paul, we will make sure that we list the link in the show notes, but can you just say it one more time just in case anybody wants to head over there right now? Yeah, for sure. So it's Paul Ramondo. So P-A-U-L-R-A-M-O-N-D-O.com forward slash Facebook dash funnels dash 101. Love it. All right, Paul, thanks so much for being a fantastic guest on Unstoppable Success Radio. And for everybody listening, until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. 
Before you go, make sure you grab a copy of Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and in Life. The audiobook is now available by going to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash unstoppable. And when you apply for a free Audible trial, you're going to get your copy of the book absolutely for free. Go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash unstoppable.